الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله وصحابه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته Okay, this is a very... What? I was just going to say, go ahead and tell us what yeah, we're talking about This is a very special episode because we're going to be segueing Because one thing that I've noticed, even amongst ourselves And like the entire... Like when I'm looking at what's going on with the Muslims Is that we have a lack... Like it's not everyone, but we have a lack of action Mm. A lack of acting. And the act of acting, it could be with your hands. Like the, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you see an, an indecency and injustice, change it with your hands. If you can't change it with your tongue, if you can't change it with your heart. No, hate it, it in your heart. Hate it in your heart. And, and that's, that's the, the, we- that's the, the weakest of faith. Now, I want to know, like, I want to know what is the distinguishing characteristic from those that came before us. And I'm going to start na- by naming some of the prophets. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Isa. Maryam, the mother of Isa. Khadija radiallahu anh. Umar ibn Khattab. They don't have to be, even have to be prophets. Umar. Abu Bakr. What is the distinguished characteristics? Which is why, uh, Imam Shafi. What is the distinguishing characteristics and why their names are mentioned so distinctly in history and other people weren't? Why is it their names? And then you think to yourself, these people, they, they act, they strove and they struggled and they strived with their properties for the sake of God. And they, they were selfless. And then the person you definitely cannot forget in that list is Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ibrahim alayhi salam. And not, not even that, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran with his words, salamun ala Ibrahim. And he also says it for Nuh alayhi salam. Surah Safat. Now, what comes to mind with, uh, when I speak about this is the verse from Surah Rahman. Is there any reward for good except good? Except good. Is there any? Think about that. When you're going through your day-to-day life, if you go out and do good, you struggle to do good, is there any reward for that except good, which Allah will recompense you with? Now think about it. There's a, there's, there are even people today which they have a fear of me- mediocrity. They have a fear of being average. They have a fear of not living up to their true potential when they go and they meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they're going to come shorthanded this is and they live their entire life on edge working striving struggling and then when they meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah recompenses them with every single thing that they did and it's and it's and it's like imagine for the righteous person and um surah isra woman um whoever struggle, struggles and strives for the hereafter and he is a mu'min he will find his reward mm-hmm. he will find his reward Think about that. So what are these people doing ultimately? They're striving and taking risk, right? Mm-hmm. Something that a lot of people are afraid of. But ultimately, what, what is it about risk that we think about? Because I want you guys to imagine this. What is more risky? To go out and try to do something and, you know, try to get some good out of it? Or to stay in the same situation forever and not move forward in life? SubhanAllah. What is more of a risk? Because when you sit there and you're in the same exact place in your life, you're not going to you're not going to be moving anywhere. You're not going to have any drive to do anything. You're just going to sit there and be mediocre. And I don't understand how, especially you as a Muslim, Allah has blessed you with so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if you don't see it right now and you're going to sit there and want to be a mediocre, me, mediocre person your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like it's like. I'm not going to say it's a sin, but it's like disrespectful that Allah has blessed you with so much and you're not going to do anything with it. It is. And it's a, it's a form of shukr. If you were if you were to try and count the blessings of Allah, you couldn't count them. People say they want money, but there's would they sell their arm for that same amount of money? No. Allah has blessed you with way more than you could imagine, but you're neglectful. Now, I want to like I want to really reiterate this. Especially with what's going on today. 
why can't the Muslims, like, why aren't we great? Like, we should be great. We should be at the, the empires of the, of the world. We should be at the empires of mathematics, science, and statistics. We, not only that, no, no, no. We should be the leader. Like, and, and it almost seems like the, uh, the oppressors have the upper hand, but like, no, it, it's the opposite. Allah's help is near. And that's why it is more important, more imperative than now that we take action and we act. If you can write, you write. If you can speak, you speak. If you can act, you act. Wait. You say as if we need to be at the top. We need to be at the highest ranks. But on the day of judgment, we will be at the highest ranks. This world is not our paradise. Mm -hmm. Whether we're at the top or whether we're at the bottom, it doesn't mm -hmm. really matter for us because as so long as we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't matter who's in power. It matters that on the day of judgment, Malik al-Mulk is going to be the one in power. Yeah. He's going to be challenging the disbelievers, the people who were in power and who misused that power, mm -hmm. who misused their mm -hmm. knowledge, who didn't spread proper knowledge. And what I you are saying is 100% completely right. But going back to like what he's saying, it's like whatever we are given, we should just try to be the best at it. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to be a janitor, you might as well be the best janitor there is on this planet. Because like, why not? Like That's what you have in front of you. Make the best out of it. Mm -hmm. And you can use that like as a form of worship. I've, I've been given this job. I saw in the contract. I have a covenant with these people. I have a, I have a contract with these people and I uphold it to the best of my ability. Now, even think about it in educational terms, like if, if, because a lot, of, a lot of people are in university. You have, you've paid money for this. You, you've made dua to Allah. Allah, let me pass this test, but you're not you're studying for this test. Like, come on, this is, this is, you're taking advantage of what Allah has given What did the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say? The Allah strong believer is better than the weak believer. And that's just not in terms of spirituality. It could be physical, mentally as well, right? Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because the strong believer is going to be less influenced, less easier to break than the weak believer. Mm -hmm. So if I'm someone like, let's say, right, I'm, I'm physically fit, right? And then you have another person who's physically fit and then they threaten me. Right. Me as a Muslim, they, they try to get me to renounce Islam by putting me in a headlock or something. Right. Just given a situation <laughs> or if I'm out in war, but I'm physically strong in that person, I'm going to be able to overcome that. And then who knows? They might be able to accept Islam after that, because like we all remember the story of the Prophet Sallallahu when he wrestled the man mm -hmm. and he said, if I beat you, you have to accept Islam. And he accepted and the Prophet Sallallahu he won. And what happened? The man ended up accepting Islam. And look, see, and this is like, this is really like a call. This is really like a call to Muslims. This is what, like we're segueing our content and segueing our podcast, our podcast to we want, we want to change the world. Uh, Muslims collective. You know how Muslims were so great in number? What are we, two billion? Two, mm -hmm. uh, two and a half billion? Over two billion. Over a third of the population on earth. One fourth. One fourth. And like, subhanAllah, like, think about, think about what, if we were to put our efforts into our individuality, like our individual, like, like whatever talent you may have, if we were to put your efforts into that and you were to strive for that for the sake of Allah, for the sake of bettering community, bettering the ummah so that your, your children and our children can have a better life, subhanAllah. Now what you guys are saying, it makes perfect sense because we should always strive to be our best we should always strive mm -hmm. to be the best especially when it comes to our ibadahs when it comes to our acts of worship we want to be the best because mm -hmm. we strive to be like the prophet Ali Salatu Salatu Salatu. and if he was the best of mankind and we strive to be like him then obviously we can be the best but don't ever sacrifice your humbleness and your humility to get to that point because i know what that feels like i played sports I went to the collegiate level and I got to a point where I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be better than anyone who was in front of me. And it, and it was to a point where I did feel that. I did feel like I was better than everybody in front of me. I, be, I felt like I was better than everybody on the field. And that sacrificed my, a connection I had with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because I thought it was all me. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh yeah, I'm the best. And it's because of me, because of my hard work, because of all this. Not because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed me with this athleticism, with this ability to go out and practice and to do good and to thank him for the, the ability to do so. Instead, I was thanking myself because I like, oh, I worked so hard. So I started feeling prideful. 
And when you feel that, mm-hmm. that's where you're that's where you're gonna be the lowest of the low, no matter how high your status is. Look, mm-hmm. look, and that's look, Chafon, he's always gonna keep working no matter how, how hard you try. He's gonna if you're trying if you're doing good, he's gonna make you feel prideful about those acts. But look, subhanAllah, I love what you said. This reminds me of a kalima. There was no power or might or strength except by Allah. Now, let us, let us realize this. The, the people that, uh, that oppose us, that oppress us, that oppress our children and oppress our, uh, our women and our men, let, let, let us know that there is no power or might except Allah. And let, let's pray to Allah. Let's call to Allah. Allah, Allah, make us, make us strong. Make us firm on our belief. Make us firm on our feet. Let's, let's call to Allah. Let us allow us to strive, Ya Allah. Like, subhanAllah. Like, you guys, like... Another thing that you're saying though, we as Muslims, like how great we are in number, why like why aren't we winning in, in certain aspects, right? Like if, if someone were to start a, a business as a Muslim, why are there not Muslims flocking to that business to go and support that person? And it was, you know, when we went to Iqna, it was Way of Life SQ who told us this. He said, we are together, we are strong. We have to build each other up. And a subhanAllah, amazing advice. Let's I still, scale each other. It is. Scale each other. There's like no, he said no that competition. Us, no one's ever said that to us. Yeah. But he said it and I was like, man, like this guy, man, he's the, the real deal. Like alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar. But this guy, he, like that, like touched my heart. Muslims, we are together. We share, we share uh, like the religion, and it's beyond. It's something beyond blood. It's something beyond mud. It's something like beyond our lineage. This is like it goes beyond because that. it's bigger than the worldly gains, right? Mm-hmm. So when we we when we come together as Muslims, not only do we benefit here in this dunya, but we benefit in the akhirah, which is the ultimate goal, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of Islam to give us the best life in this dunya and in the akhirah. Mm-hmm. And when we uplift each other as Muslims, nobody can stop us. Mm-hmm. And who would we be as Muslims if we didn't want to see our fellow Muslim brothers and sisters in Jannah with us, recompensing for that which they used to do, for that what we used to do? And th- this is this is exactly why they try to. Div- Divide the Muslims, right? Because if they know when the Muslims come together, we are strong. Imagine Islam was to rule the world. Billion dollar alcohol industry would be gone. Billion dollar porn industry would be gone. Billion dollar cigarette companies would be gone. Imagine people were off of these things. How powerful would people be if they weren't hooked on drugs, if they weren't hooked on pornography, if they weren't hooked on women that they shouldn't be looking at, if they would just lower their gaze out in public? How strong of people would we be? And you see that is a prime example of how the sins affect our society. Look at the way those things, they rule our societies, that all because it's a, a monetary gain because they get money from it. And look at the way that it rules our people. They got their brains Mm-hmm. Poison just because they're they're seeking these short-term pleasures that they can get from this dunya. But on the day of judgment, what are you gonna do? They got all this money, so what happens then? And no, and I love that you said that. Look, that that goes back. We have to reiterate us as Muslims, the individuality. You don't want to be hooked on any of these industries. You don't want to be giving these people your money. You don't want to be giving these people your power and your strength. They're they're sucking it right out of you. They're taking your provision, your sin. Every time you sin, you're ta- they're taking away your blessings. You're like in the sight, eyes of Allah. Why would you choose this over Allah? Allah, well, Allah has his way better. Like, why would you choose this over Jannah? Who in the right mind would choose this over Jannah? I don't understand. Have faith in your actions, just as Hal Jazaul Ihsani illa Ihsan. Is there any reward for good except good? When you do good, is there any reward except that, that? Do you expect something else? Is this what you expect from Allah? The Hadith Al Qudsi. Allah, Allah says, "My slave, it, it, I am what my slave thinks of me." Mm-hmm. Imagine when you come to meet Allah on the day of judgment and you stayed away from all those things. Do you? What do you expect from Allah? You expect you're gonna come. You're gonna be like Allah. Allah min salakul Jannah. Allah give me Jannah. And what does this say? Not all the reward and what you do right now is going to come instantly. Mm-hmm. When I go to the gym and I work out for my first 30 minutes, am I going to see results instantly? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after I work out consistently for a month or so, you know, I'm going to start seeing more and more results. So it's the same exact way in your spirituality. You know, you go out, you try to get closer and closer to Allah every single day. You get up in the in the last third of the night, you pray to Allah. Allah is descended down to the lowest part of the, uh, to the first heaven asking who's who's there to seek my forgiveness? Who's there asking from me? So that I shall grant him. 
Mm-hmm. And how many of us in the last 30 days have gone have gotten up for Tahajjud and asked Allah for his help, asked him for forgiveness, asked him to better us, asked him to make us stronger? And look at that. You know what's crazy about you say that? Like how you don't see results instant, instantly? Allah doesn't punish us instantly when we sin. Now look at this in the Quran. And your Lord is the merc- like the merciful, like the of the merciful. The forgiving, the merciful. If he were to call them to account for what they have gotten, what they have earned, he would have certainly hastened their punishment. But there is an appointed time for them and they will find no refuge in it. SubhanAllah, right? Look at the, look at the, this is a mercy from Allah that he has given us time and how many of us waste it? How many of us wasted that he has given us time and he does not call us to account for our uh, misdeeds, but he also, but he also doesn't call, um, reward us instantly. Just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you this allotted time to go and seek his forgiveness, he'll give you that allotted time to go and destroy yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you go and you start your journey on in the gym, right? It takes about six to eight weeks just for you to see some change in your body if you're, if you're consistent, right? Consistency first. If you, if you start praying, if you start getting closer to Allah, it's going to take you time to see that consistency build up for you so you can get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows a woman to get pregnant, how long does he take to fashion the, the child in the womb? Nine months. months. He takes time. Mm-hmm. Even though for Allah, it's easy. He could oh, yeah. do everything instantly if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to. The same way that when you sin, it slowly just destroys you each and every single time you go out and do mm-hmm. it. Sins could destroy you as soon as you do it, but that's not the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... He, he gives you time. He gives you time. Just in that he's, verse, he's the forgiver yeah. of the mercy. I love how you brought that up because you know what's crazy? I never even actually thought about it like that. You know, just as you're not rewarded instantly, you're not going to be punished instantly. And if we were punished instantly, we, we wouldn't even be here. Doesn't it make you think of like time as like a trial for humanity that people overlook? Like, and imagine we're wasting time. We're scrolling, we're scrolling, we're scrolling, double tap, scroll, double tap, scroll, double tap. And we're all, we're all and, guilty of and this. And we're all guilty of this. And like, it's like, subhanAllah, Allah gave this big ni'mah. Your time in which you could have, you could make a istighfar. You could be out there helping your, like trying to help your family, trying to get your mom out. Like, and all of the, those efforts, like you think it will go unnoticed. Like, oh, I'm, I'm fine just scrolling and tapping, scrolling and tapping. I'm fine doing that. But no, all of the effort that you take, putting your phone down, going and doing what it could be, whatever, little bit, literal it's research. It's a small thing. It's a small thing that in the eyes of Allah, you will be accounted for. Like, and one thing I want to bring up real quick as a man especially like with me getting older and me about to finish university, one thing I I worry about a lot and I shouldn't is my financial situation because, you know, nowadays it's not, we're not in a day and age where people can just go out and get married without first being financially stable. Mm -hmm. Like, that you have to be there first because that's how it is. That's That's, that's, that's that's what society wants you to think like. That's the standard. That's the standard, right? Even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not, like, don't fear, you know, if you're Poverty. Not, yeah, don't fear the poverty. And he will provide for you. your yeah. marriage. Allah is a razak. He will provide for you, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's always just like, I never worry about money, right? I never worry about, like, how much money is in my bank account because I know that it's not for me. Money sometimes just comes into my bank account because, like, let's say, let's say I go and donate something for Duma, right? Out of nowhere, I'll find money in my bank account. It's not like it just pops up there, but like something will happen and I'll I'll get some money. Maybe someone yeah. will give me something. And you know, Maybe. there's evidence for this in Surah Hadid. Whoever who will give Allah a generous loan, he will reward him with double for it, or he will give yeah. him better than what he gave him. Sometimes it doesn't come right away. Sometimes it comes right away, and sometimes and sometimes it'll be a lot. Sometimes it won't be a lot. But at the, any time it happens, I just see like how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala provides for me when I go out and I give it for His sake. So. 
one thing I want to tell, especially for brothers out there who ever worry about like, oh, financial situation, financial stability, just know Allah is a razak, right? Anything that you want financially, don't think of a figure in your head that you want. Because when you do that, now you put some type of yeah, like we block between like, you and Allah. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has planned for you what your what your risk is supposed to be, what your the amount of money you're supposed to make in your life. He's already ordained it. Mm. Don't go out chasing something that you're not gonna get, that you might not get. Because if you do that and you don't get what you want, what does that say about you if you decide to turn away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of that? Oh, I can't make this money. Now, now I don't feel like I can get married. I don't feel like I can do this. I don't feel like I can do that. Maybe it feels like you limit yourself. You know, you know what, you know what? You know what happens after that? The shaitan, he tempts you with fear, right? Exactly. Fear of being broke. Yes. Right. So what happens is we we understand that everything before we were born, long before we were born, is already decreed, right? So however much money we're gonna make in our lifetime is already determined. Yep. Now, what happens is shaitan he puts the fear inside of your heart. But whether you go out and chase this money in halal means or haram means, it's still gonna be the same. Still going to be the same outcome. You might get, okay, let's say you start selling drugs. You might go ahead and get some quick money now. but Or you could have put that money into a business and you would have still got that money over time. Mm -hmm. You know, your money, whatever you were going to make, no one is going to change that. And only and Allah has the power over that. Exactly. And think about who, and think about when you make the halal business or you make the halal job, think about who you're pleasing here. You think Allah is really, like, do you think this of Allah? You think Allah will leave you and not recompense you? Perhaps you may go through a hard time because Allah, Allah tells us in the Quran, We will reduce you, we will test you with fear, of, of fear and loss of wealth and people and stuff like that. But this is a test from Allah. Like, like, are you? And in reality, are you in this world to run up a couple bands? Are you in here to worship Allah? Come on, and that's that's another thing. I remember you talked about marriage, and like, oh, I have to be financially stable. This, this, brothers, have some faith in Allah. Sisters, have some faith in Allah. Now, imagine when a, a man and a woman they get married, and they're committed to the marriage. Even if the man were to lose her money, they're both believing. They know that Allah is a razak. They stay through with each other. They build each other up in a time of hardship. Like imagine that's the, that's just like that's how that's like something straight out of a movie. You would, you can only dream about this. And then you understand that your bad situation is only temporary. Yes. And understand also your good situation is also temporary. Don't mm -hmm. think that everything is going good in life that Allah is not gonna go ahead and test you or go ahead and punish you for what you did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. do not never forget Allah in times of good and times of bad. You want to know one of the main reasons why I don't care about like the amount of money that I make in my life. Like it won't affect me if I want. Obviously, financial stability is gonna be something that helps you that's just gonna look, yeah, look, help look. you with your comfortability comfortability right but whenever i think about how the prophet and khadija she was a businesswoman she was wealthy they could have been wealthy prophet was asked if he wanted to be a noble king someone with all these riches or do you want to be a humble servant living in poverty and he chose he chose the chose the former or no not the former the the, the like being a, a humble, being a humble yeah, he chose he chose being a humble servant over being rich because he knew that the, the reward in the hereafter for him would be even greater. And when, what, what I say to anyone whoever fears about something like that is understand that you'll be taken care of no matter what, so long as you have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, look, I love that. Listen, I'm not saying I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'm yeah. going to try my best because I want, I have plans like for the sake of Allah. Like I have plans. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, like we were just talking, like we want to help people. We want to help people. We want to consult with people. We want to help the world. We want to help the Muslims. Like this is, this is genuine. This is genuine. But I'm not, I'm not saying that if I don't get it, Alhamdulillah. Like, like, as long as I have my prayers, my salah, my fast, my zakat, dude, alhamdulillah, like, I couldn't be more happy. And as long as, like, I'm staying away from sins, like, I couldn't be happy. If I'm occupied with trying and struggling and striving for the sake of Allah and uh, striving for his pleasure, if I'm occupied with that, by the time my death comes, 
Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I tried. I tried it's, my best. It's, it's, oh, it's always Alhamdulillah. But don't ever think that poverty equals righteousness. Mm-hmm. Because people have been, been taught this like, oh, you know, if, if someone's you're poor, poor, they're, automatically poor, they're automatically righteous. But, you know, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Look at the Sahaba. How much money did they have? Even the Prophet saw him. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't broke, but he, he used to give his money out. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we want as Muslims. We always want to have the upper hand. I have the funds. I have the funds. So if I decide to go out and give out in charity, if I decide to go out and start something that's going to help our brothers and sisters in Palestine or Sudan or Congo or Afghanistan, whatever, I have the choice. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, I'm broke. I can't. There's nothing that I could do about it right now. And so, well, that's the goal. That's the goal. We want to act and we want to help our brothers and sisters. And if any time there's a time of need, we want to help these people. We want to help our brothers and sisters. You want to be that type of person inside the masjid, you know, when the when the <laughs> when the imam is calling out, I wants to donate ten thousand dollars right now. And alhamdulillah, you have the ability to, you have the ability to. But if you can't, you know, alhamdulillah, you had the intention, you know, and that's and that's what order for that too. Exactly, and that's what matters the most. But at the same time, though, we we should always try and strive for the upper hand because we as Muslims, we don't ever want to fall behind the disbelievers. Like we don't want them to have the advantage over us ever. Mm-hmm. We don't ever want to have to go out to the bank and take an interest based loan. Because, you know, we're in a situation we, where yeah. we're broke. We don't have our own institutions or we don't have our own money. We don't like, and exactly, we're in a situation where we can't use cash. We can't use these things yeah. like that. If you ever fear about something like that, you have something at your disposal. And it's called Salat al-Istikhara. Let's say there's there's like a job opportunity you're looking for. Go pray Salat al-Istikhara. Seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance on this it's decision wisdom. that you need to Beautiful. make. Yes, because that thing, trust me, it works almost instantaneously. Maybe it might take the night for you to sleep and then you'll... Maybe dream about the, the decision that you should make. This has happened to me before, and I could test it, testify to this, where there's been times where I'll pray istikhara, and maybe I'll get the feeling right away of like what, what I should do. Because whole time, maybe I'm weighing two different options, but your heart knows there's one thing that you want to do more than the other. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put like some type of motivation in your heart to let you know, okay, this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. Or maybe sometimes I'll dream, I'll dream about the decision just because it's so it's so heavily on my mind. Mm-hmm. But I could tell that that's from Allah you know, because I know it's better for me. And you know, the Salat al-Istikhara, you, it, even like this was a regular player, prayer. Like this is people that used to pray it a lot. Like in the time of the companion, they used to pray it a lot because this is a, a, on decision making. This is seeking the wisdom of Allah for something you maybe you don't know. Maybe you truly don't know. Khalas, we're human. We don't know sometimes. We don't have that type of knowledge. But this all is, knowledge is with Allah. All knowledge is with Allah. And that's why you ask Allah, come on, man. Too easy. Because this, the beauty of it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what happens if you take either, either route, right? Mm-hmm. But you seeking out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help to know which route is better for me and my connection to you is something so beautiful when you think about it. Just because like you have the choice to go either route, but you ask Allah, which one do I do? Because- which one do I take? You don't ask someone else. I don't ask my brothers or I don't ask my parents. I ask Allah. Allah, what is better for me? You are the knowing. You are the seeing. You are the hearing. You exactly. know better than me. You are capable. I'm not capable. You say these things in the dua for istikhara. Me, I don't memorize it by Arabic yet, but inshallah, I will. But I know it by English, and those are things that you say in that dua, and it's so beautiful to me because I'm sitting there, like, explaining to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I can't do it. You can, though. You run, yeah, exactly. You run to Allah first. A lot of a lot of people they run to their parents first, they run to their friends first. But these people they can only help you in small increments, and even even then they can't even help you without the will of Allah. Mm-hmm. But when you ask Allah and you glorify Him, and then you call out to Him by His names and attributes, like just the feeling of calling out to the All Hearing, the All Seeing, Al Wahhab, the Giver, Al Razak, you know, the One who provides sustenance. And not only that, you want to have faith in your du'a. You want to know that your du'a is going to get accepted. Hold on. 
as much faith as you have in the, the presentation of the Quran, when you hear the Quran, you know it's from Allah. Have as much faith in your dua as that because you know what Allah says in the Quran. Your Lord says, Call upon me, I will respond to you. Have that much, that's certain. Allah told you, He's the one, Allah's the one that told me, Call upon Him. I know He's going to get answered. I know Allah's going to answer me. Yeah, you know, like, SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah about that because you know how there's times where dua is more accepted than other times? Mm -hmm. Like, let's not treat any other time as less mm -hmm. than those times that you should be calling out to Allah. Like, you know, that one hour between Asr and Maghrib that on yeah. Friday, on a Friday oh, yeah. or even between the Aqam and the Adhan. Well, the last third of the, the night. Dua is let's not, not pretend it's like rejected. there's not other parts of the day where you could be making dua. You could be making dua no matter what. Mm -hmm. Just because th those are more blessed times, maybe. These and, are, and here's the thing. Dua is never rejected. They're not rejected in these times. That's that's why people make dua and it's better. Like, subhanAllah. Yeah. But at, mean, at any time yes. of the day, make, at any time of the yeah, day. Because why? Because Allah is all seeing, all hearing, all knowing. doesn't matter what time of the day. He's not all seeing, all hearing, all knowing, you know, one fourth of the year. Yeah. It's 365 days, 24 hours of the day. You know, he's not even bound by time, matter of fact. Stuff for the law. So <laughs> never, never, never doubt in Allah. You know, make that dua anytime. You know, make your salah, make it on time. Mm -hmm. Seek out the sunnah prayers. Mm -hmm. And of course, do your best. And you know, and you know, people, they'll be like, why is then Allah answer my dua? First off, like, and even when it comes to etiquette dua, first off, you have to exercise patience. You just ask Allah and like, you're not like, like, it is befitting for Allah. He answers your dua like whenever. Or, and, and people think that answers like they get exactly what they want. No, sometimes Allah will avert from you a hardship, expiate some of your sins. Perhaps he will give you a blessing. He will increase in iman, stuff like this. Or he'll just give you exactly what you wanted. Like subhanAllah. And that's why. When, but also look at what you're doing with your life. What are you doing at the time that you're asking this dua? Oh, yeah. Are you asking a dua and then going and watching something filthy online or something? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like how can you expect that, oh, I can go cry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, get something that I want and I can go sin right after without any any anything like and think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to answer me like don't ever think that you just asking a dua and then I can just go and sin without any without like any re re repentance or anything yes. like that you have to you have to be repenting and you have to be like like you said names from, from but you know but you know what's beginning. crazy though but you know what's crazy you know what's interesting though like even regarding to that topic is that when satan when we believe when iblis was cast out of um, heaven he, he made a dua to Allah. He said, oh, Allah, reprieve me until Allah the day of judgment. Allah accepted it. And Allah accepted his dua. So even if you are sinning, even like, so we can even scratch that. Even if you are sinning, even if you are a person like, call to Allah. But basically, check yourself. You know, call when to you, Allah. When you're calling out to Allah, you always want to check yourself. Because that, bro, the, like that just, this lets you know, like, this is our Lord. One, Satan called out to him. He said, oh, Allah, repeat me to the day of judgment. Allah said, you are being repeated. Do it. And he, as long, as many times he said, Satan said he wanted to, to like, disdain, like, disdain or divert his servants off the right path. Allah says, as long as you divert them, if they come back to me in repentance, I will forgive them, forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. This is the word of Allah. Allah. And we have the nerve to... We, we, like, you can't question that. Like, yeah, you, you have like, the, like, like some of us may that. have the nerve to think that we sin too largely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us or and to forgive our repentance. I want to bring up this point. I forgot to bring it up earlier. That that right there, that can segue us, in, us into this is the confidence we gotta have when we walk, when we walk into any room, you walk into a job interview, when you walk into a test. This is the confidence you gotta have. You asked Allah. That like you can't get more than that. That's some people say, Oh, dua is the least you can do. Nah, man, that's the most you can do. Like, come on. You ask Allah, that's the, you have to have confidence in that. When you have to have confidence, and when the Quran says, well, your Lord says, call, your Lord says, call upon me, I will respond to you. And also in Surah Al-An'am, 
um, I'll just say it in English. Your Lord has prescribed himself mercy. He's, pres he's prescribed that upon himself, mercy. And out of his mercy, he can answer your dua. And this is, the, this is the type of faith. When you hear that Quran recitation, you're like, this is, not, this is from none other than Allah, and I believe in this. So when you make your dua, I know... I'll, <laughs> yeah, the evidence well, is all there. Yeah, like let's let's like, think about like I'm blown for words. You're, not, you're you're talking about Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's mercy. Let's not forget one of His most beautiful names, Al Wadud, the most loving. Right? You think mm. about how much you love your mom, or if you have siblings, how much you love them, how much you love your dad. If you have a wife, how much you love her, or a husband, how much you love him. Think about the way that not only should we be loving Allah Subhanahu wa Taala more than all of them, but think about the way that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala loves His servants. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love is so great. It's so crazy to me. Like I'm just thinking about it now. I don't really deep it as much because I'm always thinking about my love for Allah. Oh, I want to make sure I love Allah more than more than anyone. Because you know, Allah's first. And you have to really act upon that. But think about the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is acting upon his love for you. Mm -hmm. His love He's, for his service. And think not, about it. Had Allah look and think about it. Allah prescribed for us the prayers, hajj, fasting, um, zakat. He loves that. Allah loves that, so he prescribed it for us. Yeah, that's why he made it fard. Fard, exactly. SubhanAllah. And look at the love for Allah for his servants, his believing servants. Allah, I love that you said that. But let's, don't even, I mean, yes, but let's not even forget about the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does for you that you don't even count. Mm -hmm. Like every breath you take is out of Allah's mercy. It's mm -hmm. out of his love for you. Mm -hmm. Because you have a chance to do something with these extra breaths, with the with these extra days, with these extra moments that he's been giving you every single day. And we're talking about seizing your moments, right? We're talking about taking your opportunities, being your best. Why not be your best when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you that chance? Like take every single day as an opportunity for me to do something better for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because like Usman has said once before in a podcast, it is not your alarm clock that's waking you up. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's permission that is allowing you to get up out of your bed no matter what it is. Whether you're just waking up to go to school or to work or to wake up for fajr, waking up for tahajjud, whatever it is. It's all out of Allah's permission, out of his mercy, out of his love for you because he's allowing you to have another opportunity to seize your day. And look how easy it is. How Look how Allah makes it so easy for us to remember him. Like when we see a bird flying in the sky, you know, sometimes we forget that this bird is flying by the will of Allah. But you just remembering that Allah will reward you for that. Mm -hmm. Like when I see, or when I see like a, a, a pretty sunset outside, I'm like, wow, subhanAllah. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this and it was so easy for him. And also when we're saying subhanAllah, what are we ultimately, ultimately saying? We're saying that Allah is free from any imperfections. Exalting. You're glorifying yes. him. Exalting him over any and everything. Saying Allah. You know how you know how like it's been the last couple of uh Jumas that they've actually like kind of gotten into depth with that. They were like, Do you know what it means when you like when you say dhikrullah, when you say subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, Allah, do you know what that really means? Like, do you know what it really means to exalt? Bro, we could do a whole episode on alhamdulillah. Like literally the kalimah alhamdulillah, we could do a whole episode yes. on that. Do you know how how great it is when they say, Yes, it's light on the tongue? Why is it heavy on the scale? Because when you actually mean it, when you get the full reward for saying something like subhanAllah, you think about how great that is that you just glorified Allah over any and everything. It doesn't matter what it is out there because everything belongs to Allah. This The dominion of the heavens and the earth and all that is in between, it belongs to Allah. Recognize that. Mm. Recognize that within yourself. Recognize that I, to, to me is, uh, is Allah's return. We all return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now for real though, I think that's, that's a great way. Great way to finish the episode. Yeah. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. Subhanallah. <laughs> Exalted is Allah. But now, nah, you want to give the closing statement? 
All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this today's uh, podcast episode. If you if you guys did, make sure to share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you could change by sharing this. Make sure to join our Discord server. We're building the largest Discord server in the Ummah. What did we just talk about earlier in this episode? We should we should be helping each other. We should be scaling each other up. So obviously joining the Discord is a great way of doing that. And uh, we're still students of knowledge, so we're open for correction, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Be on the lookout for anything that we do uh, this Ramadan. Uh, go cop the ebook. Uh, like we said, yes, we, we should be scaling each other up. We're all in this together. Uh, Bi uh, So just be on the lookout for stuff from us, inshallah. And with that, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi